From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here's your host, Eric Wakeman. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast, and I am very excited today to have Matt Doan here as a guest on the podcast, you've yes. been a you've been a co-host many times. Well, I guess the key <laughs> sentence or key word in that um, sentence is "have been a host" because somehow <laughs> I was tense. I was hosting this with you, and then I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I'm not a host. Yeah, so, you know, kind of like Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon when Ed gets cut. Yes, yeah, so you just kind of move down the couch <laughs> a little bit, you know. <laughs> sure, where you're going to end up? No, we're doing this a little different uh, these days, but we want to get love. you back. Nothing yeah. but love. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So, the plan here today, right, is to mm-hmm. talk about what? Yeah. So, among other things, we want to talk about neighboring and what's it look like to be normal in your neighborhood, but also be missional, right? Right. Right. So, actually, that was the plan, but that's actually just the plan I told you, Matt. That's not at all what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so, what we're going to actually talk about today, I'm turning the tables on you, but oh we're going to talk about you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just a genuine, like, authenticity check. Okay. Yes. Did you have any idea that I was doing this? No. No. I, in fact, I've been asking you the last few days, like, okay, do we need to like, talk about what we're going to talk about? And you're like, no, no, no. Just... I just like having you be natural and stuff, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So, actually, we're talking about Matt Doan because you, Matt Doan, I think are, uh, you have this reputation, which I know sometimes is hard for you, but uh, as this person that I believe shows God's love and kindness with your actions more than like anybody that I know. Thank you. And. I probably, I think, in a lot of ways, this will actually then be a great way to talk about neighboring. <laughs> sure. At some level, if we're talking about like just displaying this, like the kindness and the and the love of Christ in our everyday actions. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're gonna get into this, and I'm gonna have to like the, for the people to understand. Like, right. I'm probably gonna have to like draw things out of you because I think you're. That's this is uncomfortable, probably. Yeah, for you already. most of you You're probably, probably want to just turn off the podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> Are you sweating? I mean, maybe lift your hands. Well, like, no, I, <laughs> I am because okay. Well, here's about me. I do not have air conditioning in my car, and I just drove my kids home before this. I was running late, as you know. That's something about me. Yeah, we're uh, gonna get to it. I okay, promise. good. <laughs> and uh, so I literally walked into the studio right now, sweating, and uh, so yeah, you're seeing. You're seeing Matt Doan in all his glory. I'm sorry. I'm starting to laugh almost as much as I did when I had Grace on this this show. Um, Okay. So this is good. But like, okay, let's get into this a little bit with you. Like, help us understand you. Like, how do you think, first of all, because then I want to kind of go back in your life, but how do you think you're able to sort of like see people the way that you do? Because I think you genuinely see people. One thing about you is I think you see people as someone to love and care for before you see them as anything mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. right? Like, what do you think? Where do you think that comes from? How do you think that works in your life? I mean, I don't know. You just kind of are who you are, right, in some ways. But I, I think the Lord's, it's some of it's spiritual gifting. Yeah. I think I have the gift of mercy and encouragement. And so as the Holy Spirit places you in that, you look for opportunities to encourage people, to show mercy, empathy to them. Yep. So I think some of that comes, I don't know if we're naturally, but it's the supernaturally, right? comes yeah. from the spirit in, yeah. in that. I always say, if you see anything good in me, it's the Lord. If you see anything bad in me, that's definitely me coming out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess, how do I see people? It's through the spirit's guidance, gifting. Um, and I just have a genuine interest, curiosity 
in most people. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's actually probably like a huge thing for people to think about how to develop in them if it's not just supernaturally natural Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. for them. Um, Because I think that's like what's hard is like for some people, it's like, okay, well, if this isn't just feeling supernaturally natural (laughs) for me, then like how can I sort of like develop that in me? Yeah, You know, and maybe it's like, Maybe I shouldn't like maybe I'm like interviewing Michael Jordan instead of interviewing like Phil Jackson. Like I know that's I'm not saying here, but like right. at some level, like what I mean by that is just like if it comes too naturally to you, right. is it like sometimes the coaches are the ones that aren't that right who can see things that others can't. Right. Yeah. Maybe they weren't that great on the field. Like yeah. you'd probably be a really good fantasy football coach. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that maybe too. Where Eric and I are both in a fantasy football league together. Yeah, and, and his team's not that good, so he'd probably be really good at like coaching others. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, but well, but okay, so like, but I do think like in that way, like something that people can develop is to be curious. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's good. Like, how do you think that like sort of, how do you see that playing out to be curious? Yeah, so people? it's, uh, I really enjoy drawing people out. So I enjoy asking them questions that uh, get them to talk about themselves, not in a way that's like they don't want to, or it's like, um, right. I don't know, vulnerability just for the sake of vulnerability, but it's more of like, just curious what makes people tick, mm-hmm. uh, how do they think, what are the things they care about, what's their background. Those are all things that just yeah. interest me. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I think sometimes, like, I've noticed people that are sort of like really, maybe it's naturally good at this or they've honed it or something is like, I've gone into something to ask somebody questions about them. Right. And then all of a sudden I find myself 30 minutes later, like I've realized I've just answered a bunch of their questions. Totally. And yeah. I'm like, no, I yes. meant to like ask you a bunch of questions. Yeah. yeah. And that could be frustrating or whatever. Right. But, um, I like that quote that was um, like, try to be more interested than interesting. Yeah. We just came across that. Where did we come I across that? I don't even remember where we came across yeah. that, honestly. Yeah. But, but it's good. Like, it is. Because a lot of times we feel this mm-hmm. need to like present as cool right. or smart or right. yeah, whatever. It, similar to that same quote, I recently came across an idea of when you walk into a room, do you say, here I am or there you are? And yeah, I think that's good that's as good. far as just, yeah, what's our mindset? Are we others focused or are we just, oh, no, everyone's looking at me? Yeah. And we're all naturally, you know, self-centered, focused on ourselves. Right. But, yeah, to try to get beyond that to see the other. Right, right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, okay. So Pretty exciting so far, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is helpful. I think yeah. if anybody could be, this is like, I know it's, like, it's so weird to say it to you. But, like, if you want to be like Matt Doan, this is the episode for you. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. I love how uncomfortable yes, he is. I do. My is totally uncomfortable. It's so good. Um, okay. So, with that, like, I know we, we've talked about this a little bit, but, like, how much is God's work and how much is hard work. So in that, Uh like, I think that there's like with all things, there's sort of both, even with the things that we're gifted in, we have to kind of like practice or develop that muscle or or that skill set, so to speak. Cause like, I know that you get angry. I know that you get annoyed at people. Like I'm able to be around you enough to know like your humanity. Examples of that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not, but it's probably mostly probably at me a few times, but, (laughs) but it's like, but like in that, like I know you mm-hmm. enough to know that you will get that way. Right. But I also know that you kind of don't like. That's not just what's like coming out of you sure. all the time necessarily. Yeah. Whereas I might feel like I honestly feel a little bit more annoyed all the time. Maybe it's just. <laughs> but you know, yeah. for you, how much do you think is like because yeah. of that? Like right. how much is hard work? How much is God's work? Ooh, yeah, uh, it's hard to put a number. No, on you don't that, need but to. But it's yeah. like, uh, I mean. I do a fair amount of evaluation too, like just into my each day, like how are my interactions like with people? What are places that I felt like um, I was operating in a way that, like, oh, that's how God made me, that that was a beneficial, encouraging conversation huh. or interaction. And then what were ways that just 
didn't feel like that either clicked or it was so what's that look like that evaluation what do you mean um oftentimes like laying in bed just thinking about the day and just (laughs) thinking about people that i've talked to um sometimes it's even just real time just looking and just being like oh um yeah that conversation didn't go or lead to a place that i was excited about or wanted it to go as far as blessing that person encouraging them or blessing encouraging me too right right so um in fact even just yesterday we had a staff meeting and it was tim nellis who brought this up he's like i just I want our staff to be a place where we're just constantly encouraging others and even telling others about each other and Mm -hmm. the gifts that we see in each other. Mm -hmm. I heard that from him and I was like, oh, that's so good. Like, I want to have that mindset at the end of the day of like, Mm -hmm. oh, I've blessed my colleagues and those around me by even what I've said about them. Not like false, you know, flattery, but like actually looking for things that you just see in people. So I was actually thinking about that today. So Mm. we had like our outreach team meeting and I was thinking of, okay, what are some ways that I can look at our team is John Smalley, Aaron Holm, Mm -hmm. uh, Rick Deming. What are some ways that I can just look at them and encourage them with my words today? So it was on my mind throughout the day. That's cool. That's cool. I think, and you have like a sense of, I don't know how much you're actively doing this or not, but you've had this sort of like rule of life and kind of like an order of your day even and stuff like that. Right. And so I don't know, does any of that like fall into it? What does that even mean? That's kind of new for me. So, um, so maybe explain rule uh, of life. Uh, rule of life is from the, um, Benedictine monks. Yes. Benedictine. (laughs) Benedictine (laughs) monks. And it's this idea that you just bring rhythms and order to your day. And so the way they would do it is they would do uh, morning, afternoon, evening, and then like, they call like, uh, a bedtime yeah, uh, like prayer or something. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So it'd be either reading Psalm, having silence and solitude. So, uh, I mean, you know, a huge influence on me the last couple of years has been a pastor out in New York named Pete Scazzaro. He mm-hmm. wrote a book called emotionally healthy spirituality. There's a kind of a pastor edition called emotionally healthy leadership that I know mm-hmm. both you and I have loved. Yeah. And so, uh, he really encourages and emphasizes the idea of creating a rural life, um, both in the daily offices, what he calls it, this praying morning, afternoon, evening, but also just creating some rhythms in your life. And so actually 2020 is ironic. This is the year that to do this. Mm-hmm. But beginning of the year, I wrote down in four categories, relationships, work, um, spiritual life, or I, I called it prayer. Um, and then what was the other one? It was just Sabbath. So in those four areas, here's kind of the rules that I want for my day, for my weeks, my months, and then the year. Mm-hmm. And then obviously COVID hit. And it's like every schedule kind of Yeah, kind of yeah. blew all of that out of the water. <laughs> Pure solitude for seven months. No. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, but that's been helpful for me. I actually just retyped it last week. And so it's like this little sheet, uh, 8 by 11 sheet that I use. Mm-hmm. And I keep it in my computer bag. And every day when I pull up my laptop here at church, I try to look at it and examine it and think through, okay, how am I doing in mm. my rule? So it's not like rule like, legalism or, you know, mm-hmm. things I have to do. It's more things like these are just rhythms I want in my life. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And so like, are any of those like part of that, like that self-reflection or something, you know, or maybe a not little as bit. Much, yeah. Like yeah. I, in the relationship section. Yeah. There's a few like, yeah, yeah, check lines in there. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's go back. Let's okay. go back in the life of Matt Dillon. Like okay. what was your, what was your family life like growing up? Like parents, siblings, like you right. know, yeah. So some of you've heard about this through different sermons stuff I've given, but yeah. um, grew up in Santa Cruz, Northern yep. California. So I, I call it NorCal, but it's really like Central Coast by Monterey between San Jose That's and Monterey. NorCal, dude. This is NorCal for our purposes. <laughs> Anything north of Bakersfield? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like San Luis Obispo is right. central, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so grew up there. Oldest of four kids. Uh, my dad was a pastor, like your dad. Yeah. So uh, PK in church 
constantly, right? So Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, we had a Friday event that we did. So uh, pretty much was like a ward of the of the church in a lot of ways, like just always there. <laughs> yeah, uh, and had positive experiences of church. Uh, seven years old, VBS became you know placed my faith in Jesus. Yeah. Then I was thirteen, and my dad was fired from that church. Yeah, and it was super painful mm-hmm. uh, for him. Um, and it wasn't like a moral thing, it, but there was like just disagreement between he and some of the other. Uh, staff and elders, and so um, so they parted ways. But for me, as a thirteen year old, oh, super painful because this is yeah. where I met God. Yep. This is where I knew God like was in in some ways. Is that where you went your entire life mm-hmm. too? So yeah. it's like all your friends, and right? Stuff like friends, that. yeah. yeah. Um, and so so yeah, that was a definitely a marker in our family's life and in my life. My dad was out without a job for about a year, hmm. um, and just even some cool things during that time where people like dropped off groceries at our front door, knocked on the door and ran away. And mm-hmm. so we saw how God provided for us during that time. Yeah. But it was a it was kind of my first real crisis of faith of like, mm-hmm. whoa. And the church doesn't want us. Does that mean God doesn't want us or right. you know, thinking through something. I know you've had your own experiences too with some of that stuff in sure, ministry. But like, okay, so how did you process so, through that as a teenager? So yeah, so then um it it was kind of slowly processing through that at the age of 15, just kind of floating uh, first year of high school, uh, not connected to Jesus in any real way, uh, but not really necessarily a bad kid either. That just doesn't really come naturally to me. I mean, I, I, we're, yeah. all, we're all sinners, but like I wasn't like looking to necessarily rebel in huge ways, but yeah. I had my own deal. And, uh, and then my mom was the one who signed me up for Hume Lake, good uh-huh. old Christian, Hume Lake Christian camp, yep. and put me on the bus. I didn't want to go. It was somewhere between freshman and sophomore year, but it was at Hume that I had like a real encounter experience with Jesus. Hmm. And it was that Thursday night where they, we now know it as like as old youth pastors, rededication night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was there that <laughs> I just said, okay, God, I believe you're 100% real. Huh. I want to follow you with my what entire- What year was that? Uh, Sorry. What, like, I was 15. Okay, so sophomore, junior, Yeah, so sophomore, between probably. freshman and sophomore. Oh, okay, And okay. Uh, yeah. I want to follow you with my whole life, Jesus, but please don't make me a pastor- or a missionary. <laughs> and so so now, why do you think you were saying that? You want to be well, a professional one, ball player at the time? Well, yeah, I want to be a baseball player for sure, or a police officer. <laughs> okay. um, but, uh, well, one, my I, we had just gone through this experience where my dad was a pastor, yeah. and we'd been hurt by it. Yeah. And then missionary, I didn't want to like live in Africa. So ironically, <laughs> now, at the age of 45, 30 years later, I'm a, a pastor to missionaries yes. at Calvary Church, yes. which I love. It's totally my calling. So, um, But yeah, just interesting how God works in those ways. So do you think you... Like this whole thing of like you having this like caring heart for others. Like, yeah. do you, do you feel like that was evident in your life? Like when you're a little kid, like uh, junior high, high school? Like, yeah. What you, what? yeah, I think so. I'm sure you would ask my childhood friends. Yeah. Um, I think I always kind of had a bent for encouragement or empathy. Yeah. I, I was always, I would always find myself going towards like the new kid or like the kid that didn't have any friends. And I would like try to make sure they were like included in our group. So, uh, so yeah. So, but also I was a punk too. I sure broke my sister's collarbone, um, rolling <laughs> a rock down that. a That's hill. Good. That's normal. Uh, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I was actually, I was, um, I had to sit in at fifth grade. I had to sit in for two weeks during recess, every recess and lunch, because I called a mom of another kid in our group a witch. <laughs> I mean, Santa Cruz, 
Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was very much possible that she was uh, exactly. New Age Santa Cruz. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think I always kind of had a inkling or bent towards that. Yeah, you did. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Like, just of how like God was already kind of like shaping mm-hmm. that in mm-hmm. you and to be that way. Where were you? In, where are you in your birth order? Yeah, again, so in your oldest family? of four kids. So oldest of four kids. Two boys, two girls, which is what I now have too. Okay. Kind of okay. So. Yeah, that's interesting. You see that probably in Lily a little bit, too. Right, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Lily's our oldest, yeah. Yeah, and so there's this maybe sense of being oldest of four that you mm-hmm. have a bit of a caretaker like yeah. mentality, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, Like yeah. wanting to... Right. It's like, obviously not a parent, but it's kind of like parents... Right. Like, looking out for the little ones. It's like yeah. the TA to the yeah. parents. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's interesting how like, so your life experiences, some of that mm-hmm. is kind of like... Shaped, yeah. Ha- yeah, has, has kind of shaped that, that sure. character. And just on that side heart. note... Because we, I experienced some hurt in the church. I have right. a, I have a deep heart for people who have experienced right. pain in the church. Like I can relate to that in some way. Not obviously, some have been hurt way worse than that. But, sure, but yeah, I feel like I'm drawn to that in people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even your, even your caveat of saying other people have been hurt worse than me, you know, that's like mm-hmm. still your caring heart because yeah, like even maybe, as amidst you're saying yeah. that, you're trying to like care for others because all of our hurt is like our hurt. Sure, it's and legit. So it feels. Yeah. It feels as big to us as someone else's like hurt that we know is like yeah. massive, and yeah, so I think that's point. like super shaping in us. But um, okay, so then why did you choose Biola? Mm-hmm. And like, let's talk a little bit about how God shaped you in that experience for college. Yeah, so I was a huge, I'm a huge sports fan. Yes. Love sports. One of the things that we love talking about <laughs> right, together. Right. So that's uh, why you went to Biola. No, 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 no. no. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> no, so I when I was in high school, I mean, maybe some of you guys remember this, but uh, Loyola Marymount went on this like incredible <laughs> March Madness basketball. Hank Gathers. Hank like, Gathers yeah. passed away Bo on Kimble. the court. Yeah. Bo Kimball shooting left-handed free throws to like make tribute to his friend. Yes. I thought it was the coolest thing. And so uh, I had a friend's older sister who said, I'm going to Biola. And I'm like, that's so cool. I want to go to Biola because that's where Hank Gathers and Bo Kimball went. So I thought it was, I thought Biola was Loyola. And uh, so so I didn't know anyone that went there. And so I started telling people, I want to go to Loyola, Biola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So yeah, then it was senior year of uh, high school and there was like 10 kids from our high school that all decided we were all going to go to Biola together. Okay. So it was kind of like this huge group. Ironically, it was only one and me other, one other guy ended up going. Okay. Oh, it's 10. But, um, now, but yeah, that's did you get played. recruited or did you walk on? No, no. So yeah, For to ba- play he's baseball. A baseball player, yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I wasn't going to play baseball. Oh, okay. Um, my senior year of high school, I didn't really have a very good season. Okay. Um, I didn't have any opportunities to play baseball. Right. Um, but then I came, and then the first week, I was like in registration line at Biola, and I happened to be next to a baseball guy. I started to ask him about the team, and then I walked by the field, and I'm like, these guys aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I can play here. I can play here. So, yeah, yeah so I just <laughs> talked to the coach, which was Jerry Houston yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, a great and guy, mutual quick, friend. Yeah, yeah, and then quickly got connected to the Biola baseball team played all four years. Yeah. So that's amazing though. I mean, it's amazing to play baseball at any college, even if you're kind of dissing the, like the yeah, level. It was, was NAIA. So it wasn't, <laughs> no. it wasn't super competitive, but it was super, I loved it. It was so fun. Right. Right. And so like, did you like, how do you think, how did then God start shaping you while you were there? Even when it came to some of this stuff we're talking right. about, about this kind of nurturing, yeah. caring heart thing. Yeah. Um, so, and part of it was just even in friendships and in um, 
caring for people, listening to their stories, yep. walking through hard things with them. I think I started seeing some of the pastoral gifts like mm-hmm. coming out and being recognized. But it was actually on um, – I went with Athletes in Action, which is part of Campus Crusade. Right. I went on a summer trip with them to play baseball down to Costa Rica, Nicaragua, uh, here in the States. And it was on that trip that they had this thing where they – like each night they would get one guy in the middle of the kind of mush pot and they'd all surround him and then they'd just speak into his life. Mm. And when it was my turn to do that, like all 21 guys on the team said like, Matt, you should be a pastor. Matt, you should be a pastor. Wow. And I just, Eric, I started crying because wow. I was like, it was something I was already starting to feel, yeah, but not wanting to yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yep. But it was like the spirit was just like... Confirming it in that moment yeah. Um, through those. I'll never forget that. It was actually in um, San Jose, Costa Rica in this little hotel room where huh. they're just all speaking into me in that. So that was kind of a flashpoint moment for me of like, yeah. okay, I think vocational ministry might be for interesting. me. Interesting. And that's what's interesting too is that actually came out of encouragement. Right, so right. Like you as yeah. this kind of person that has right. a heart for encouragement, well, God used encouragement. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I thought about life. it like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Okay, so, but... But you, so, but you weren't on the road to being a pastor. You were on the road to like, weren't you like working for the Dodgers? Yeah. So my senior year at, in college, you had to do like an internship. I was a, comp, a communications major, which yeah. no offense, Aaron and Jason Krusevich, but it's the easiest major <laughs> ever in the history of Bible University. Easier than Christian education? Oh yeah, please. Wow. But, uh, okay. Yeah. I like this. I'm going to so, use this. Um, but yeah, so went, went through that program, but you had to do an in- internship as part of it. And so I was like, where could I intern? that you probably would never get a job at. It would be really hard to get a job at, but an internship you could get. I don't know. I was thinking that. So I started, oh, I'd like to do sports. Yeah. So I called the Angels, called the Dodgers, and then got an internship with the Dodgers. I was working in public relations and had a key to Dodger Stadium. Like some really, like for a baseball nerd and sports fan, it was like there were some really fun moments in that. Um, And so I was thinking, okay, well, maybe this is the avenue that I'll just take with my life. I'll work in sports management. Um, in fact, some of the guys that were interns with me are now like, kind of like have, are pretty high up in sports, hmm. which is kind of funny. Um, That's cool. but it was during that experience that I came here to Calvary. I was 21 years old, started volunteering in the high school group and, uh, just a quick story on that. So I was working for the Dodgers. It was a Sunday night, um, ESPN game and you had to be there for all, all day, all night for those games in my hmm. little job. Okay. And, um, but then Hume Lake started Sunday night. And so um, I asked my boss, I'm like, hey, is there any way I could leave early and drive up to Hume Lake? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And like, just their whole focus is, you know, yeah. obviously on their, on yeah. their team. Because what will the Dodgers do without Matt? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like George Costanza, like <laughs> assistant to the traveling secretary. Exactly. And, uh, but at the, last, at the last minute, he's like, yeah, just go. And, um, which actually my evaluation after the end of that season, he's like, I knew that you didn't want this enough when uh, you wanted to go on that trip. Interesting. So yeah, okay. but that was even part of my story. So I went up to Hume Lake, um, got there like at midnight, uh, walk into this cabin full of freshman boys, just all hyped up on candy. Mm-hmm. First night of camp, they're all pumped. I meet these guys like at midnight. <laughs> we all get into our bunks and... Um, it was this uh, freshman boy named Drew, and uh, like in the middle of the night, he goes, "Hey, leader!" Because we hadn't even met long enough to remember my hey, name. Leader. I didn't know even their names. Hey, he's like, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, leader, leader. He's like, I don't feel so good. And he 
is on the top bunk and he pukes off the top bunk all over the floor. I'm 21 years old. Yeah. And so I went and got paper towels, cleaned it up. And as I'm cleaning up, he throws up again. Uh-huh. So now I'm cleaning up a second episode here and I don't know enough, but I'm like, all right, this guy needs like maybe some more medical help than this. So I walk him down this dark hill. Uh, if you've ever been to Hume Lake, you know, like all the guys cabins are up on the hill yeah. We're walking down the hill, trying to find like the nurse's station that I can remember from back when I was 15. Yeah. And, um, I just look at this kid drew, I've known him for like two hours now in the middle of the night. I'm like, I just love this kid. Mm-hmm. I just love this kid. Like hmm. this is such a privilege to be with him right now. Hmm. And that's just the spirit of God that cause I, yeah. you know, 21 years old. I don't care about high school kids, right, <laughs> but it's right. like, God was just giving me a love for this kid and for those, that group of guys, uh, that week. Hmm. And that really jump started my ministry. Hmm. I think like, or kind of having confidence that, okay, I think yeah. I'm wired for this. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think you really definitely were wired for it. So, okay. So let's talk then let's get into a little bit of more like not like your story, but just kind of talking through some of this stuff. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to this, like, I think if people are thinking, people are like, I think as people are listening to this, they can get to know you a little bit yeah. better, deeper, but also kind of like, I want to be, because I think a lot of people, maybe like me, think like, I want to be sort of like a, a, a nicer, kinder person. I'm not saying I'm not like nice or kind, but I think I might have more of like a cynical bent or a um, strategic bent or whatever. And so it's like, how can I grow at this? But like, at the same time, I think you and I, like, we're actually like a really good team right. when it comes to ministry stuff. Like oh, yeah. You have area of giftedness and shape totally. and skill that I don't have. Yep. And I think I have areas of gift, giftedness and shape and skill yeah, maybe that I you don't inter- have. I got to interrupt you on that. So Eric and I, a couple of years ago, we went to Europe together. Yes. Just the two of us went to Paris and then we visited the Tweedies in Germany. Was, we had so much fun. Yeah, we did. Um, but it was so funny. Chris Tweedy, one of our Calvary missionaries, <laughs> looked at us at one point. Remember what I'm going to say? And I know what I'm going to say. And he goes, man. He goes, I love being with you guys because if we didn't have you, Eric, we would be lost and like late everywhere. <laughs> if we didn't have you, I don't forget what he said about me. Actually. He's like something about like I bring fun or like, yeah, yeah, know, exactly. something like that. So yeah, so we're a good team. That's all. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's where I think, um, you know, so just when it comes to that kind of stuff, like I do tend probably to be a little less... And I'm not trying to like diss myself here, but just like, I think compassionate and the caring and all that stuff is hard. Like it is more like I have to work towards that. And then I think, you know, I'm probably a little more when it comes to strategic or timely, as you said already, that you were late for for this uh, recording, Um, (laughs) but but timely or like get her done kind of person when it comes to that kind of stuff. And it doesn't mean that you aren't those things. It doesn't mean I'm not like caring at all, you know, or something or compassionate at all. I'm not those things, but like. What are the, what do you think, what are the concerns, first of all, let's talk concerns for people like us working together? You know, because I think a lot of people kind of have like, yeah, you're just shaped super Mm -hmm. differently, but it's like a a beautiful thing that I think Mm -hmm. that our gifts can like come together to form like the ultimate like Voltron or whatever. (laughs) Voltron? (laughs) I'm such a nerd. (laughs) That's like, that just totally ages us when we grew up in the 80s, doesn't it? Transformers yes. more than meets the <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so I guess so. What you're trying to say is, if you have a strategic bent, how do you work with someone that's more of yeah, a, or like, like what uh, are like some maybe like areas? How do we conflict? How would people like us like struggle to work together? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I guess it would be 
like, yeah, if, if you want to just get it done, like a task, yep. and then maybe my personality be like, no, no, but was everybody like in the meeting seen or heard or right. encouraged? Right. Um, and it's like, well, that's not the point of the meeting. The point of the meeting is to get this done. Right. So I think I, my point of view, it could be like, oh, but yeah, but we're not walking out of here feeling better about our team. Or, right. But then right. vice versa. Right. I think from from your gifting point of view, it could be like, oh, great. We feel great as a team, but now we don't know what we're going to be doing at this event. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, right. yeah, that's where you need both to be yeah. able to see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think there is some of that. Yeah. And it's like it's interesting because like I do think at this, like some level, like I have to remember to help everyone feel seen yeah and i want that like it's right. hard because like all those things like and i bet it's the same for you yeah. like i genuinely want everyone to feel seen to be cared for Absolutely. and all that and you like genuinely want us to get the right. stuff done that we need to get done yeah. let's say yeah. or whatever right yeah. Yeah. but like at the same time it's just this interesting thing of the body i i, I think it's like a interesting kind of example of how mm-hmm. the body's supposed to work together but it's also like not everybody is everything right but like everybody's got to help tear the chairs down after yeah. the event. But yeah. also everybody has to be nice. Like right. you can't mm-hmm. you can't be a jerk just because you're task oriented. Right. You yeah. know, and you can't, can't like walk over people. Won't, you won't last long. Right. You won't yeah. last long. But you also don't have you don't get like a free pass to not do the work just because right. you're like caring. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so so true. But it's it's challenge. It's still like it's kind of like challenging to. I think what I've at least something I've been trying to think about lately too. Mm-hmm. I mean, not lately, but maybe for a long time, mm-hmm. but just like see, like, like really be intentional about seeing how it is. A, these things are good compliments. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like see that good part and the other versus like the part that maybe you're frustrated. Sure. By. Yeah. Cause there's always like a strength and weakness to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, um, boy, I mean, from a leadership perspective, making sure that you have someone with your weaknesses right. that is on your team. Right. Um, something we've talked a lot about is like on your bus, right? <laughs> like who yeah, are the people yeah. on your bus or in yeah. your in your seat? So you need someone, if if you're super relational, encouraging, empathetic, compassionate, you need someone with strategy. Yeah. Um, and so you better find that person right. and vice versa, right? right? So, and we're really blessed here at Calvary. We have such a good team, yeah. but we, we, have, we have people with all those different gifts, right? Yeah. And so... Uh, it's fun to see all those operate together. Like we were on a retreat the last two days yep. at the time of this podcast or the time of this taping. And it's fun even just to see that dynamic, right, of our staff working together and pulling exactly. out different stuff. Exactly. Because it, it can be a temptation as a leader, like if you're doing the hiring or the choosing mm-hmm. or whatever, to just get people that are like you. Yes. And you have to make sure that you don't do that. Because it's easy, like it's selfishly, you think the people that are like me are the people that are doing it right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is totally not true at all, yeah. you know, because yeah. um, that would just be weird. Like yeah. it's a body made all of big toes. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Totally. Like it's a weird looking body but yeah. <laughs> yeah. have that well-rounded team or staff or even okay so maybe it's not picking a team maybe it's like your family yeah your family. <laughs> so you have you like get different dynamics in your extended family or, mm-hmm. or or that type of thing or but even to a i think one thing that you and i have grown in even mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. appreciating the other appreciating those that have other strengths and weaknesses or strengths yeah and then seeing that you need that too yeah. right Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because I think like when I'll, cause I can have other people maybe that are more wired like me that are like, mm-hmm. oh, aren't you frustrated by that or something? Right. It's like, well, sure. But like, mm-hmm. 
this? Like, Mm -hmm. have you seen like, have you seen these three different things that this person was doing from someone like, not just you, but like, like the multiple people on our team that are kind of wired, like, you know, like you are. And so it's like, but it can just be sort of an odd couple Mm -hmm. experience where Mm -hmm. it can get to conflict if you're Mm -hmm. not careful. Right. Like, and but I do think God has like gifted us both with the ability to like actually, I think, to like see the yeah, good in the other. Totally. You know? And then also just, boy, we're so blessed. Like you and I have a friendship that's lasted 20 years. Yeah. 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 So I think just even the, it takes time. Yeah. If you're on a team or in a family or whatever you're kind of bunched together with, yep. it takes time to appreciate each other's strengths and weaknesses yep. too. Yep. So. Yeah, and because we got, it's interesting, even people don't know this, but it's like, we got like thrown in from day one. Yeah. Like day one, for me at least, day one at Calvary for me was like, I'm the junior high pastor here now, and you had just got promoted to a high school pastor, like at the pretty much exact same time. And so we were both like stepped in and it was just like, Hey, what's up? Calvary lifers. Yeah. Calvary (laughs) lifers. Exactly. That's what Calvary life stands for. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But we had actually even in college sort of like met at like a party or something and and, like really resonated with like our ministry Uh sort of philosophy and heart. Yep. You know, um, remember that. Yeah. And I was probably just making up stuff, but (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what I was talking about. I still don't. (laughs) No, but like, I think to like, what do you think are for you? Some of the, I guess we've talked, mentioned it, but I just didn't know if there's like other sort of joys of seeing differences Uh kind of coming alongside one another. You know, when it yeah. comes to like church life. Yeah. Like some of the joys of, I think when you see people with gifts that you don't possess and you see them, like you said, operating in those gifts right? and and you see then God being glorified by those gifts. It's right. so fun. Right. Exactly. I love being in meetings with you, with our staff, where someone will say something hard and I think my personality will be like, ooh, I need to smooth that over really quick. Mm-hmm. And then I see you and your leadership strategy speak into that with love, but also with a way to kind of move that, move the ball forward in that conversation. And it's just mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm. And it builds mm-hmm. up the church. Mm-hmm. And so when I see things like that happen, I'm like, oh, right, this is right, right. Cool, you know? Yeah. And then I love to see like some, because I love to see like in a meeting where I'll see you like kind of like notice like particularize mm-hmm. is the word we like saying, but right. particularize and, and see someone and kind of like you see like the way that you've like seen a gifting in them that mm-hmm. maybe like nobody else saw. And that's right. part of your encouraging heart, but it's also part of the way I think you see people. Yeah. And it's funny because sometimes this like this is like a thing I think that all of us need to sort of like address in us, like because uh-huh. sometimes I'll watch you do that. And I'll either respond in two ways internally. Okay. Uh Um, There's probably three ways, but like one is like jealous Uh that I'm not like, Like I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. mad that I miss that, you know? And Uh then one is, I guess, I guess that sort of like is the like all sort of encompassing of that where it's kind of like, or like mad at myself. So I'll be like mad at myself, which sometimes when we get mad at ourselves, like that, I didn't see that then sometimes you can respond poorly. And I've had to like learn over the years to like, and I think it's something God has like shaped in me is like, Mm -hmm. how can I see that, be mad at myself and and then don't, because sometimes when you're mad at yourself, you like lash out Mm -hmm. instead of like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that it's like, and like, I think God has like worked in me to be like, Eric, don't be stupid. Like that's like, that's awesome. Right. Right. And then then be like, no, that's awesome. Yeah. And like, be like, I don't know, celebrate in, in the difference, mm-hmm. actually. That's a victory. Yeah, that's just maturing and leadership right, of all right, of right, us. Right, right. I feel the same. People. Yeah, I totally yeah. feel the same. Yeah. But that's what's hard, I think, though, is to try and not, like, mm-hmm. ah, 
Yeah. Don't like get down on yourself because someone else is doing something good. Right. Yeah. It, well, that just goes back to like comparing uh-huh. our gifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the disciples did that, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think I do that a lot. Like, yeah. Looking at people with amazing, just obvious gifts, like even like some of the, and this is hard and I mean, this is just for Christian leaders, mm-hmm. but like we go to conferences and we see like these guys who are just like so gifted at preaching. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I'm like, wait. Why, why don't I have that gift? Right, or, right, right. You know, I'm not being asked to speak at conferences and mm-hmm. and you either get frustrated at that person mm-hmm. or you get kind of down on yourself. Right. Is that unique for us? Is that just, I mean, do you think people that are working in sophomore design do <laughs> oh, that? Or? I'm, my hunch is that that's probably everybody. Okay, is got, yeah. Like, in, in some level. Yeah. yeah, got that to some level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a definite thing where right. you're, you're constantly, because I think everybody has this comparison syndrome yeah. and that's even why people... It's a big thing of like why social media is it's like mm-hmm. a struggle yeah. of comparison. And so you see people that are, seem more successful in whatever job or mm-hmm. in, or in their family life or mm-hmm. in their marriage. And yep. and a lot of it's just like how people put themselves right. either, forward. Yeah. Either it's a facade. Yeah. Or maybe they really are. Or maybe they really are. And, but then to yeah. be happy for them and celebrate yeah. that. And exactly. yeah, that's a, that's a, ooh, this is like a whole nother podcast, but that's like a spiritual discipline, I think. To think? celebrate right. other people's wins. Yeah, mourn with those that are, mourn with yeah. those that are mourn and yeah, that's have good. joy with those that have joy. Yeah. Right. Whether it's your giftings or success or what. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's hard for, I think this is like actually, and I, it's funny, like where we're taking this podcast I know. episode, but like, <laughs> we'll edit most of this. <laughs> no. Uh, but I, uh, I think that mourn with those who mourn or rejoice with those who rejoice is actually like a huge lesson for our whole world right yes. now. Cause it's so easy. We see people that are, have a genuine area of grieving mm-hmm. or struggle or feeling oppressed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's so much of this, like, uh, like, yeah. I don't, you know, like this sort of like discounting of people's mm-hmm. like feelings in that or, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, this jealousy thing or comparison right. thing. And so or we're just a culture that I'm speaking to myself, but we love tearing down people after mm-hmm. they've been successful. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing better than seeing someone fall. Right. That's why I love your fantasy football team. Right. <laughs> it, all, it all comes back to that. So. Yes. Cause you have won a championship and I haven't. And yes. so then when I see you losing now, it brings me joy. Yeah. So Eric and I, if anyone's still listening, are part of a 12 team league. It's all guys that kind of originated here from Calvary. Yes. And it's very fierce rivalry between all of us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, I got more questions. Okay. All right. How does your like the way you're wired, there's uh-huh. this this sense of being this caring nature. How yeah. has it ever kind of like come to bite you with friends, family, work? Kind of the yes. way you're wired. What in what ways has that come to oh, to bite you? A hundred times over. <laughs> yeah, like what does someone with your temperament have to be aware of? Yep. So you know? anyone that resonates with, um, yeah, encouragement, mercy, empathy, every problem seems like something that you should get involved in. Uh-huh. So every situation with another person, if they have a need, you feel like you could help. Yep. And f- first of all, that's not healthy because you can't help everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it presents you, it even puts you in a position in people's lives that um, isn't like you put yourself even sometimes over God because like, oh, rely on me. I'll encourage you. Mm-hmm. I'll give you empathy rather than pointing people to Jesus. And mm-hmm. I have blown it over and mm-hmm. over again in both mm-hmm. those realms, mm-hmm. over committing to trying to help too many people yeah. or um, or just stepping in in a place that God never even intended me to step in. Right. And then what happens with that is then, of course, you can't keep that up. So right. then a person who's relying on you 
for encouragement, empathy, when you're not there for them, gets really frustrated at you. Right. So I've burned, hurt a lot of relate. Even people maybe on this podcast who are listening, who you know <laughs> yeah. counted on me for something and I couldn't deliver because I was trying to do that for too many people. Right. And then, um, yeah, and then it got in the way of God wanting to deal with them right. or encourage them. So Did you follow that? Yeah, essentially, for someone with your wiring, mm-hmm. saying no is very difficult. Oh yeah, totally. Right. And so then you said yes to so many people. Right. But that's like balls in the air juggling yep. and you can't possibly keep it going no or spinning plates and yeah. it's like you're gonna let somebody down yeah you're gonna let yeah, yeah that's really mm-hmm. hard and i remember like you even talked about how like you're so present with the person you're present with mm-hmm. that you like forgot that there's a next person that you're supposed yeah. to be with or something like yeah, that right absolutely. but because like yeah it's it's so interesting because of the way that you are mm-hmm. it's like that person you're with is like what matters so much right right and because it's like that's what's hard some of these things are like yeah. these goods there's but like you have to be careful of yeah, yeah in the midst of it sure. and you're probably more of like there's two types of people too with this i think i'm like the in a large group or like let's mm-hmm. say like a party or like the church lobby right like there's the person that will try and go around and talk to like as many people as yeah. possible and then there's the person that will just talk to one person right yeah. the entire time and you're like very clearly the talk to one uh-huh. and i'm very much uh-huh. we'll talk to like everyone right and so i've had like a surface level conversation with <laughs> 25 people yeah and you've had a deep conversation with one i could and we <laughs> probably both have disappointed all of them but right. uh yeah, you totally, know at some yeah. level well, not to just be mean to ourselves, but yeah. like it is something to mm-hmm. like have to like weigh and measure, yeah, like in sure. awareness. Yep. So anyway, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know, that's no, no, I, yeah, I but. I really agree with that, and I, I hope that helps anybody that maybe does have more of the counseling gifting type things. Yeah, that, like just those are the things, and you're probably most are aware of that. But yeah, saying yes to too many things, or even just getting in the way of, or trying to be a, a functional savior to somebody too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's good. Have you seen? Because I think you have grown. I know it's like still like a thing for you, yeah. but like I know you have grown over that. Right. Like how like has there been anything that sort of helped you in uh-huh. that growth? Yeah, I think. Um, well, part of it is just knowing my limitations. Right. Uh-huh. So I'm a husband. Yeah. I have four small children. Yeah. So those are good limitations. Right. <laughs> like uh, my first priority one day, you know, book of Ephesians chapter five says that I'm accountable to present my wife as holy and blameless for the Lord, not necessarily even um, a church member, mm-hmm. but my wife. So there's mm-hmm. like, I need to have that my first priority, my kids. Um, and so that's a limit. Um, the fact that <laughs> I feel like too, as we get older, yeah. I put you in this situation category too. As we get older, I just have less energy and like I get yeah. tired at nine o'clock at night. Yes, where when I was same. a young adult pastor here, I could stay up till like 11 midnight. Mm-hmm. I go to Denny's with young adults and just talk about their lives. And <laughs> yeah. now it's like 9 PM. I'm like, I'm, I'm at home. I'm yeah, tired. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so that's a limit. Um, yeah, I think just recognizing some of my limits yeah. uh, is one. Keeping your priorities. Yeah, you know. and, and within that priorities um, too. I think too, just kind of failing and realizing like, oof, right. it doesn't feel good when you overcommit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, cool. Like it's, it's just, I think it's like, because I think people honestly probably most of the time mm-hmm. would see you and think like that's all – good and easy almost like, right. right. But it is like just even to be this person that is this, this nurturing and caring for people yeah. in this way and have this big heart for people. Right. Like it does have ways that you have to like be careful, you yes. know, and you have to work at it still. Yep. It's not just the supernaturally natural thing. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, and so it's cool. I, I love that. And like, so then, 
you know, maybe kind of coming all around to my little prank at the beginning here, but <laughs> how has all of this and the mm-hmm. way that God has shaped you and formed you and the things that you've learned over the years about this, yeah. like how has that like helped you in your ability to live out God's command to love your neighbor? Yeah. Um, well, I think just, I'm naturally curious about my neighbors. That sounds kind of like a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you peek over the fence or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson. Moment yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm naturally curious about, you know, who lives around us. I'd, I like to get to know people around us. And so I think that's helped build like quick rapport relationships with people. Yeah. So I think that's been good and helpful. Um, Marie, actually, my wife, Marie, she has such a heart. For, we've lived, I think I said this last Sunday in our sermon, but um We've lived in the same house for almost 20 years, mm-hmm. and she just loves our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. She's organized nights where the Christians in our neighborhood have come over and prayed for their neighbors, mm. which has been super cool. They've actually had nights where they've just had like a bunch of ladies over just that are you know, part of our streets and just trying to get mm. to know and build relationships. So even watching her has helped me yeah. in this way of just like, oh yeah, it's not just, cause we live five minutes here from the church. It's not just driving past all my neighbors to get right. to ministry here. Right. It's actually seeing ministry as mm. in our neighborhood, but it's hard too. I get home at night or on the weekends. It's like our downtime. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, it's sometimes it's hard to be like, oh, I hear my neighbor outside. I should walk out and just say, what's up? <laughs> like, I just, I get lazy. Right, tired. right, right, right. So it ebbs and flows, I think, as far as, like, if you ask my neighbors, like, oh, what's Matt about? Like, oh, they say, good guy. I don't see him a lot. <laughs> so I think okay. even to even, even in this season to grow and like just being outside, available, yep. I think that's something I'd love to keep doing. Yeah. My hunch, and I don't know if this is true, but my hunch is you are definitely like available to your neighbors to serve them and you probably know them maybe even better than a lot of people know their neighbors. I don't know if that's true, if you feel like that's true, but like you yeah. probably said encouraging words to them that people in their lives don't normally say. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. what I would think. So I know it's like humility or like not mm-hmm. bragging. It's, this is like a hard thing to kind of just sure, like talk yeah. about how this is how nice I am. Right. Everybody. Right. Yeah. And, and so I get that, but like knowing how you're shaped and wired, like, yeah, like I bet my, like I said, I bet you yeah. are saying things to people that encourage them in ways that like they're not hearing in the rest of their sure, life. Yeah. And I think that's I like a so. really cool thing, like mm-hmm. from you or just others that I know are kind of right. wired like you yeah. that can do for people. Mm-hmm. And so I like want to almost like encourage you and mm-hmm. others to like, like be bold with that. Like right. keep like using that thing yeah, that, that good. way that God has made you. Yeah. I don't know if you ever, do you ever feel like you're like weird or something? Like when you're too like mm. nice to people? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know what I mean? Cause it's kind of yeah, counterculture, you right, know? Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I have had people say like, I thought you were just a fake person. Right, right. I've, I've you know, I was really watching to see when the facade would yes. fall down. So yeah, when I hear that, I go, oh yeah, I guess that's intimidating a little bit, you know, because then you know, like this is how you are. Right. And you're just living out your authentic self. Mm -hmm. But then now people see that and now they're kind of like, well, let's watch till this like Mm -hmm. house of cards falls over. Yeah. 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 Um, But, but what I can like tell people after working alongside Mm -hmm. you for 20 years is look, Matt Doan is who you think he is. Mm. And he's also a real person that still gets frustrated and annoyed or tired or grouchy um, or whatever. Yeah. But like 
through that, you mm. still like this, like continually are displaying that, like that love of Christ, like mm. that, like hope for people's best, I think right. is really what like, you know, uh, thanks for saying that. Yeah, I that's see good. I you. did have, uh, I've been coaching little league for a lot of years and, uh, had a guy come up to me one year and he's like, dude, you're either on drugs or you're a Christian. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> really awesome. cool. Yeah. And so I was like, well, yeah, I'm actually a follower of Jesus. And he's like, yeah. oh, okay, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> That's a funny but then on a side note, yeah. we ended up getting into it on the baseball field. Me and this other coach, <laughs> Oh no! it was the day before, no, it was before Easter one year <laughs> before and Easter. He, one of his kids like slid into one of my kids hard. And I like mentioned to him like, Hey, tell your kids not to do that. And he like yeah. barked back at me. Oh. And so then after the game, I walked up to him Anyway, it's a long story. We don't have to get into no, it. But like, good. we started like started like escalating and I wasn't backing down. Like I was like oh, protecting my kids. kicking dirt and right? stuff? <laughs> that wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> Tell me the sword of style. Yeah. But, um, so then I felt so convicted after that conversation that I, so for some of the things I hadn't backed down on that, um, so I saw him the next week and I go, hey, his name is Steve. I go, Steve, um, you know I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I just got super competitive. I shouldn't have called you out in front of all the other parents and yeah. teams. And, yeah. He goes, oh man, it's okay, it's okay. And then uh, through that conversation, he actually came to Easter Sunday oh, wow. here at Calvary that next day, which was super cool. <laughs> That's amazing. And like just yes. seeing his family sitting out there, I was like, ah, oh, this all came because of us having a little comp- competitive moment on the right. field, but then being able to like diffuse that by just having a conversation afterwards. Yeah. So. And that's the part that takes boldness. It doesn't yeah, take boldness yeah. to like yell at right. somebody. It takes right. boldness to like, right. Follow up with that. Follow up, admit yeah. you're wrong, admit like, yeah, you know, sure. uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> so yeah. I'm okay. Not sure, so, I, I'm not sure why I brought that up, but <laughs> no, that's, I think that's helpful. So, okay. Maybe sort of last question. Yep. Like, how do you think people that aren't, shaped like you can be more like you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do you, what kind of stuff can people think oof. through? I think from a theological perspective to begin with, it would be just seeing that every person's made in the image of God. Yeah. So they're image bearers, right? So I mean, Genesis talks about that. Yeah. Every male and female created in the image of God. So to see the homeless person and to see the millionaire, yeah. both equal in the sight of God, valuable, not because of who they are, what they've done, but because of what God's done mm-hmm. in making them. Mm-hmm. So I think if you see each person like that, all of a sudden you're at Starbucks and the barista is maybe a little bit like slow in your order and you're getting annoyed. Yeah. Okay. That person's an image bearer of God. Yeah. Or you're at Target and there's a homeless guy asking for money right outside. That person's made in the image of God. Or you're, you know, someplace where you're next to a CEO that's making a lot of money and mm-hmm. that, that's an image bearer of God. So mm-hmm. I think theologically that's where it would help. Yes. <laughs> and then, and that's then good. secondly, just asking the spirit of God to give you the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Um, kindness, gentleness. I mean, a lot of the fruit of the spirit is niceness. If, I mean, if you kind of could boil yeah. it down to it, um, not nice is that you're not, I mean, you're, you're standing up for truth and justice sure. and righteousness, but you're patient with But people. yeah, ultimately there, yeah. there's things about your life that the world would say, oh, that's, that's nice. Right. Isn't that, that's interesting to think about actually, because, yeah. and, and probably we need to place that as a value, yeah. right. Or as a win or as a strength, right. To be gentle, to be seeking peace, mm-hmm. to be loving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And kindness is, kindness yeah. is one of yeah, them too, for sure. you know, and yeah. it's the kindness of God that like leads us to repentance to right. him. And yeah. so like to display that 
Mm -hmm. Same kindness. But yeah, you're right. I think it is that seek when you said like seeking the spirit, Mm -hmm. being prayerful for that. Like you have not because you ask not at some level. Like if you ask God to shape your heart that way. Mm -hmm. And so like I know I need to like make that my continued prayers, like, Lord, keep softening my heart. Like and like sort of full disclosure, like something like uh, Diddy or Dave Mitchell used right. to um, like say to yes, me. Yes, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so like I would, um, when I was the executive pastor of ministry and Dave was still a senior pastor, like, I mean, he was my direct boss. Yeah. And so I'd have these like one-on-one meetings with him and he would constantly tell me like, Eric, firm heart, soft edges, yep. like yeah. firm heart, soft edges. So, good. so like be, I'd have these convictions, but I think right. I would display them a little too aggressively or something, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And so he'd be like firm heart, soft edges. So like have yeah. that firm conviction. Right. It doesn't mean you have to be weak or soft or nope. whatever. Yeah. But like then on the edges, you bring it with gentleness, you yeah. bring it with respect, you bring it with kindness and yep. love of Christ. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's something we all can take away even from this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, listen to that's who we affectionately call the Diddy. Yes, uh, <laughs> Dave Mitchell just dropping wisdom bombs. Yes, exactly. All right. All right, so I'll let you uh, plug one thing then as we close. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure as this is airing, but like yeah. um, prayer, pray and go neighboring. Yep. So like if people want to be a better neighbor and they've been thinking like, okay, this is how I can be kinder. This is how I can be more strategic in my life to bring both of these balances together. And I want to do that to be a good neighbor. Where can they sort of learn more? Yeah. So yeah, praying in the neighborhood, I think will soften their hearts towards people supernaturally in amazing ways. So um, to find out how you can get involved in our movement with that, you can go to our our reach page, which is calvarylife.org slash reach. Mm-hmm. And then it'll kind of nav- you can navigate from there to find yeah. some materials, um, and we'd love. We're just kind of a couple different opportunities. One is you can just jump in, and kind of do it on your own, and just mm-hmm. and even report back how it went. We'd love to hear stories. But then also we're going to have a task force that the goal is to pray over as many neighborhoods as we can in Orange County within a five mile radius here at Calvary. Yeah, which it was funny. Uh, someone emailed me this week. They're like, "Do you realize?" how many houses and people there are in five miles, five miles radius of Calvary, far. which number one, like what a strategic, awesome place we live, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. there's probably, there, I mean, there could be a couple hundred thousand people within five miles here. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just to remind us church again, we're in such a cool, like God just has us right in the right place, the heart of Orange County. Yeah. But then we have this task force that's going to go and just street by street pray over as many homes and buildings and businesses as we can. So we'd love to recruit as many to jump in as possible on that. So again, go to calvarylife.org slash reach, and then you'll find out more info on that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so I agree that if you want to take a step towards being kind of more more like Matt Doan, (laughs) which we all want to be, but yeah, is I think like it is asking God for it. It is seeing people as these image bearers, and then try this whole thing of, right. of pray and go and praying through your neighborhoods or, yeah. or neighborhoods around Calvary and just pray for people for whatever, like for God's heart for them and for yeah. God to shape your heart. And even when we've talked about evangelism, yeah. you know, as a church, like this whole like chow prayer, which is like right. it's a funny little cheesy like great, acronym, yeah. but we pray for courage because mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. and it's scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. We pray for a heart. That's mm-hmm. the H. It's like yeah. that God would 
would stir in us and like develop in us a care and compassion for others yeah. to see them in this way that our evangelism comes out of that, not yeah. out of like some sort of like, we're going to win or mm-hmm. we're going to score. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's Check like that mark. whole win souls kind of thing. Right. It's like this got this like yeah. thing about it, but it's, no, oh, it's cause we love people. We yeah. want them to know Jesus who loves them yeah. and, and then opportunities and words to say. Yeah. So. And that's good. And prayer will accomplish really all four of those things. Right. Right. Exactly. So your goal, everyone, as you have been listening, is to be more like Matt Doan. So <laughs> <laughs> pray. More like Jesus. Process. Uh, yeah. Well, because Matt Doan is seeking to be more like Jesus every day, as we all are. Yeah. And so I like, I like messing with you in this way, in a kind way. Hopefully you feel encouraged. Yes. But thank you. <laughs> you got it. So thank you. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast.